Welcome to the Union Anthology Podcast, Analytical Psychology Seminars from the Archives of the C.G. Young Institute of Chicago. Memories, Dreams, and Reflections, Exploring the Depths, a six-month online program. Arlo Kampan, Chair of the Institute's Program Committee and Past Director of Training, interviews the facilitators of our new six-month online program, Memories, Dreams, Reflections, Exploring the Depths. In this monthly online program, Jungian analysts and experts will introduce the major themes of analytical psychology as Carl Jung developed them across his life, beginning in his early 20s and ending in his 80s. Through presentations, facilitated large and small group interaction, and paired experiential exercises, we will explore these themes from Jung's writings in relationship to the events of his life and then connected to our contemporary experiences. The facilitators being interviewed are Adina Davidson, PhD, a Jungian analyst practicing in Cleveland, Ohio, Andrea Gaspar Gonzalez, PsyD, a clinical psychologist practicing in the Chicagoland area with a focus on the treatment of trauma and sexual abuse, and a recent fellow of the Jungian psychotherapy program at the Institute, and Dan Ross, a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner and Jungian analyst working in the field of hospice and palliative care, and as a psychotherapist in Chicago. For more information about the program, the facilitators, the schedule, learning objectives, readings, and the curriculum of each weekend, follow the link in the show notes or visit our website, youngchicago.org. I'm delighted to have the opportunity to talk about an exciting new program at the Institute and to speak with the three people who are going to be directing the program uh, over the coming uh, six months, beginning in January. So this is a a delightful time to get a sense of how how you guys have put this all together and uh, what it is that uh, it's going to enable participants uh, to do and be. So uh, let me ask you to just say a a word or two about yourselves, um, and then we'll talk about the program. Dan, tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks, Arlo. I uh, feel like I've been on this uh, journey to discover Jung for many, many years. Um, It began with the Jungian psychotherapy program, what at that time was called the clinical training program. And that was all the way back in 2006. And uh, I think I caught the bug um, in uh, wanting to learn more. And I think that discovery uh, continues, the the passion about it uh, continues. And I ended up um, becoming a nurse practitioner, a psychiatric nurse practitioner, and that's the my licensure, and then uh, completed the analyst training program at the Young Institute of Chicago, and uh, been in practice ever since. Um, and my interest has been all for all these years is teaching, um, teaching about Young, teaching about analytical psychology, and so that has got me excited about uh, this program that we're offering. Great, thanks, Dan. Um, Adina. So I am um, a therapist in private practice in Cleveland, Ohio, actually, but I recently finished the analytic training program through the C.G. Jung Institute of Chicago. 
And I also have been fascinated, engulfed by Jung for many, many years. Um, and I think in a different way than Dan. I think that my first, oh, this is something I need to explore to get deeper into uh actually came when I was teaching a psych class at a local art school, a psychology class at a local art school. Um, and I, the chair of my department said, well, these are art students. You need to teach Jung and Lacan, who I never taught. Um, and I read, and I, first time I read about, Lacan, I read about Jung and I said, oh, this is a theory that encompasses the whole human being where we don't have to chop off pieces of ourselves, of our, of our clients, of humanity in order to engage with this theory. And for me in particular, the, oh, was that spirit, that there was something in healing that is beyond our individual egoic selves. And, and I continue to find that in Jung, and I believe that that will be in this program as well. Great. Thanks, uh, Adina. Um, and so finally, uh, Andrea, tell us a bit about uh, yourself. Yeah, thanks, Arlo. So, um, uh, so thinking about this, you know, I, I recently completed um, my fellowship with the CGM Institute of Chicago through their Union uh, Psychotherapy Program, um, which is uh, one of their two-year programs um, offered at the Institute. And I've actually, I went through it as a fellow, and I went through it previously um, on the Union Studies Program side, actually while I was in graduate school, um, because I can't get enough learning. Um, and I was thinking about this and I was really trying to pinpoint, you know, how I came to Jung, um, because I know it was at the, pretty much at the very beginning of my graduate studies. Um, and I know it was kind of at the beginning of my dissertation process and thinking about my dissertation and what I wanted to research. And I can't pinpoint actually the exact moment I'm, I'm struggling to find that, but when I was kind of researching ideas and thinking about it, you know, I came across Jung, um, or maybe Jung, Jung's writings came across me. I think sometimes it, it feels like it works that way, that there is a, a meeting there that happens that I find exciting about Jung's theory when, I, when I'm engaged in training or when I'm reading, that it feels connected um, to me in a way. Um, and it suits, you know, who I am as a person and how I think, how I discover my own processes and how I connect to the world outside. Um, and that's what I love about Jung. Um, as Adina said, you know, both that we don't have to, you know, split off parts of ourselves, you know, it's, there's a wholeness to it. And it's not just the wholeness in the individual, but it goes beyond that into the culture and into the world that we live in. And I find that to be <sighs> so exciting and a breath of fresh air. Um, so that's kind of how I came through it and went through graduate school, um, doing research in, in Jung's work and um, post-Jungian work and continued from there. I, I get it's almost been eight years now. So I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Andrea. I had the delightful uh, chance of sort of walking with you guys as you put together the program. 
And I think it's going to be a really exciting, interesting uh, kind of adventure and informative. So tell us a little bit about what you find exciting about doing this particular program. It's titled Memory Streams Reflections, uh, Exploring the Depths, uh, and works a great deal with uh, Jung's uh, writing and some uh, additional writing. Yeah, so they, they think just beginning with the title, that Memory Streams Reflections conjures up Jung's autobiography and Jung's own words in, in many of the sections regarding uh, reflecting on his life. And I think what's exciting about this program for me is that we connected, not only are we looking at Jung's works in a chronological fashion, uh, that we divided up into early, middle, and late uh, period. Not only are we looking at his original writing uh, to some extent, but also looking at secondary uh, writers, post-Jungian analysts that have written and helped clarify and expand on Jung's theorizing. And also connecting all of that to, to Jung's life. And I think that's, that's what's exciting for me is that um, particularly in this time, this rather scary period of time that we're in uh, with the pandemic going on and uh, social tensions rising up, I think it has activated a lot of people's um, anxieties and has brought a lot of people, I think, to, to therapy and analysis. And I think this program gives us an opportunity to look at Jung and his, and his work in a way that, uh, as Andrea very passionately connected with, uh, to allow many more people to passionately connect with theory and, and writing and ideas that uh, are very influential. I, I remember um, a couple of days ago, my son sent me a, a picture of the cover of the Beatles, Sergeant Pepper, uh, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And I never knew that one of the photos of the people in the background was Carl Jung. And I was like, wow. Uh, and it just reminds me of how influential Jung was throughout the arts, literature, as well as um, in science and uh, in psychotherapy. And I'm excited that we're able to bring all of this together into the six-month program. Great. I think your design of sort of tracking uh, how the different uh, concepts developed across Jung's life is really a quite exciting uh, kind of approach and in some ways parallels uh, perhaps our own sort of awareness of uh, our lifespan. So that, that parallel is an exciting piece, I think, of what you're doing. Yeah. You know, I'm reminded, uh, well, uh, just, to, just to finish up my, uh, my idea, I'm reminded of a statement of uh, the first sentence in, in Jung's um, volume seven of collected work. Uh, he says, a collapse of the conscious attitude is no small matter. It always feels like the end of the world, as though everything had tumbled back into original past. I mean, that's Jung. That, that's where, and, and, and that's also what Jung went through. 
I mean, when we go through memory strange reflections, we're talking about a man that had to live through his own collapse of conscious attitude and and how he struggled through that. I think it is uh, is a uh, model for for us and and how to how to change and what does it mean to change. Absolutely. Yeah, great. Adina, uh, what excites you about the program? Well, first of all, what Dan said. Um, And then what I would add to that is, I think Jung's boat, it operates at two, the program is going to operate at two levels. And I think that that's important, right? We're going to be reading Jung's autobiography, memories, dreams, and reflections, and hearing his story of his individuation process really as a story. But at the same time, we're going to be honing in on his intellectual development and his development of his ideas of how human beings individuate. So we're going to connect his personal individuation story with his sense of Overall, in general, how we all individuate. And I think that that gives us a chance to do something more than what you do when you read a memoir, even if that memoir touches you very deeply, because it also gives us a chance to take that memoir, to take the affect, the feelings that come with reading a memoir and connect them to an intellectual system that helps us make kind of ongoing sense of ourselves and our individuation process. And I'm, and that's what I'm really hoping that we're going to be able to do is really use the development as Jung as a Jung as a person and the development of Jung's ideas and the expansion of those ideas after his death use those as lenses into our own change process. Again, as Andrea said, both as individuals and as a culture, and particularly, as Dan said, in this cultural moment of it feels like things are descending into chaos. How How is that going to change us? Yeah, that that sort of sense again of uh, change being sometimes experienced clearly as a death, uh, not easy on the ego. Uh, thanks, Andrea, uh, Dina. Andrea, tell us a little bit about what uh, excites you. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm gonna have to uh, build then on the good foundation that Dan and Dina gave because um, everything they brought up, I agree with, and I have to say, kind of from the beginning. Um, creating this program, you know, with Dan and Dina has that the energy around creating it has been exciting. Um, so the whole process, I think about we're in a unique time right now, right? Where we're dealing with our sense of isolation um, during COVID and not being able to connect, you know, in person and, you know, coming together to want to be really intentional about creating a program that fits the time that we're in, in both, you know, the cultural time, um, this descent that we're experiencing, but also this, this new reality of kind of being, being in our own spaces, um, but somehow still trying to find a way to be together. 
Um, so in thinking about the program kind of that way, um, I think it, it, it's, was a, in some ways this created a wonderful opportunity for us to be really creative together and create something, something new um, and relevant you know, to what we're all living through right now. Um, and then aside from that, I, kind of um, tipping my hat to what Adina said, this, there's this grounding between the theory and, and life and his life and Jung's life. Um, so there's this connection that we're creating that I think it's so important. Um, I think, you know, I've certainly, you know, encountered people and I think some people have an idea of Jung and his writings as being, you know, too heady or unapproachable or too intellectual. That's something that I've encountered with people sometimes, but, and once you get into it, um, you know, you have a different relationship with it, but I, I love that we are taking, you know, memories, dreams, reflections, and we are going and tying these things together. The development of these theories tied into his life that you're kind of bringing it down in some way into Jung's body and Jung's experience. And that's what we need to do individually too. And what we need to do culturally is to bring these things down into our experience, into our lived experience. Um, it's a different way of understanding it altogether. And, you know, as I mentioned, I've been through, you know, the Jung Institute's, um, the JPP, the JSP first, and then the JPP is a fellow. And this is a unique offering in that way. Um, you know, going through those programs, it's, I mean, I won't talk about that because I could also talk about that all day long, but um, this offers something very different um, in that it is, it's a development, you know, a developmental lens and then, and, and a grounding, you know, there's a grounding aspect um, and I'm, it's, it's unique it's new, um, and I'm really excited about doing that kind of work in this great. environment. Yeah, great, great. Well, I love how you've all gone about designing something that's going to be done completely online. Uh, that's really new, for a bit new for us at the Institute. We're all trying to get our feet grounded there. Um, but I think you've put together a really interesting sort of process and I would like you to talk a little bit about how you've uh, organized that, because it, it's, I think, really very interesting uh, how you're going to be meeting with the participants. So let me ask you, Adina, to talk a little bit uh, about that and, and especially the, the two parties, the, the two person thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's going to be two, almost two central ways of learning that are going to happen. The one is going to be the intensive weekend, the six intensive weekends that we're going to be doing. And that'll be a combination of sort of large group, more formal learning, and then small group intensive discussions of the effects of the reading on the participants, which will be le leading those in small groups. But then, and I think this is one of the more unique things about this program, is that in between the intensive weekends, each student is going to be prepared, is going to be paired with another student for a in-depth conversation, hopefully about an hour a week, the three weeks in between the sessions, and really dive into the material in ways that suit that pair. So it may be experiential, it may be kind of an open art kind of a session, it may be a very intellectual discussion of the reading, it may be personal sharing, that though 
there, all of those options are open to the pairs, but those pairs will give people a chance to really, they could hone in on one paragraph in a reading and really spend an entire session on that. And this kind of learning, this paired learning is a very, very old method of text study uh, in the Jewish world where the bulk of the learning around the commentary on the Bible happens in these pairs. So we thought that it would be interesting. It's an interesting model for how people, A, can sustain the learning between the intensive weekends, B, can build personal connection to another learner to kind of build a more intensive learning community for themselves, and C, can dive really deeply into the texts. So that's, that's the kind of paired learning piece of it. And it's my understanding the paired learning, you will be switching between each month, you'll work with a different paired person. Is that correct? I think what we're going to do is we're going to pair people for two months to give them a chance to really form um, a a connection to each other. Um, And then, but every two months we'll switch so that people will have a chance to form that connection with at least three people during the course of the learning. You know, Adina, um, it just occurred to me, and I hadn't told you this before, when, but it occurred to me as you're talking about the, this paired learning, which I think is a brilliant idea. Uh, when I was in the uh, clinical training program, which became the JPP, I globbed on to one other person. Hmm. And he and I went through the whole program together uh, with this, and I had met him before, and uh, we became very, very close. But it occurred to me that there was a natural thing that occurred. Uh, it, it helped it, it helped um, anchor me uh, through the program. So the fact that we're structuring it that way, I think is very valuable. And Dan, when you and I studied yeah. for the big qualifying exams for analytic training you and I were a pair and we just decided to pair up and study together and it certainly certainly was helpful for me so and I think it's it's delightful for us introverts uh, that uh, we like one-to-one in some ways much more than we like one to ten but it's it's delightful Uh, um, anything uh, did you want to add, Andrea or Dan, about the structure of the, the groups and the lectures and so forth? I just want to I just want to throw in one more thing around that. So this this material is um, is likely to and designed to bring up all all kinds of emotional, intellectual curiosity, uh-huh. and so. Yeah, Experiencing that in a safe way is very important. The program is designed around providing that safety so that people can explore their own lives, both on an emotional level and intellectual level. And as both Andrea and Athena said, this is a movement from the the head to the body. 
it, it's supposed to be. Uh, it's it's what Jung's work is about because we start out when somebody begins therapy, they're coming often with uh, either depression or anxiety or a combination of the two, and that's that's stuff emerging from the body that has not yet been differentiated and processed and a narrative built around, and it's. Uh, and so the program is designed that way. And, and day two in particular, the process groups uh, are designed to allow people to, to talk freely about their experience, to bring their experience to those to that um, framework and be able to talk freely with, with the facilitator and others in that, in that small group to be able to uh, process what it is that they're experiencing. And I think that also makes our program unique. Yes, I, I jump in um, with what Dan was saying. Yeah, sorry. Um, <clears throat> that the idea of, con of containment or container, I mean, we had a lot of conversations about that um, and how to provide that space and that, that feeling of connection and safety and being able to share because, you know, as, as we know it, it's a unique thing to try to develop, you know, on, in an online program, but it was something that we felt was very essential at the same time. Um, and yeah, the speaking, I'm glad that you brought up, you know, Sunday's process groups. Um, so I think that part is, is an, a very important element. Of course, you know, the, the lecture and everything else is, I mean, I think everything else is great and important too, but being able to really connect you know, with each other, with a facilitator, you know, in a smaller environment than you have on Saturday with the larger kind of um, lecture group um, is, is essential for being able to feel that safety and feel that containment. You know, we hope to have that feeling um, both in the, in the large group and the small group, sort of as a, as a the whole unit there, right? A wholeness, but this brings it into Know, kind of a more a more intimate space a different sort of relationship um and so you get to experience these things and you get to experience containment in different ways with the material and i think that that's you know something that we had a lot of conversations about and is important um and something that i think you know i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you know how that goes with the program and i'm pretty excited yeah. about good maybe to identify that each of you will work with a small group for the duration of the of the six months huh? that you people will stay in the same small group and they'll work with the same small group leader for that period of time which can provide some safety is that that's correct uh andrea yeah that yeah that's right um and i and i think i want to you know say too that that you know this process group, it's, it's processing the individual experience, which I think that, um, you know, Dan and Dina have both touched on and that in this group environment, processing the group, processing with the facilitator, it's, it's a different type of process group, you know, than say like a, a clinical consultation group. This is, this is something different than that and really bringing it, you know, it, connecting, right? The head and the body and connecting relationally. So it's, it's a different kind of processing, but we'll each be leading one. Um, and I, I think that'll be great. I think we'll have a lot of conversations around that too. So there is, we each have our own unique 
personalities, which I think is great, but there will also be, you know, I think a through line in, in how we think about those each month and what we want to, you know, how we want to help frame that. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Um, and if I understand, um, you're, I think, have you set a maximum number for the program or not necessarily? No, because we're waiting to see how many people are interested and then trying to design the program to accommodate uh, those people. But there will be a maximum number of people who are in the small groups. Small groups. Yeah. Those will be at 10 so that, again, people really do have this chance to connect to each other, to be heard, to, be, to form a community within their small group. So that even if the Saturday sort of lecture might be fairly large, there will always be these more intimate gatherings within the program. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking. The small groups will stay small groups. Uh, okay, um, thinking about somebody who's looking at taking the program, um, what would you say about how much do they need to know about Jung? How much do they... Um, need to have read about Jung? What's the level of your expectations for the participants uh, in terms of knowing about Jung? I think uh, we designed this for, for both people that are beginning, have no information about Jung, that are interested in learning about him, and those that have begun a journey of learning about Jung and studying Jung uh, and have some experience with that. So, and I think we've designed it so that both will, will benefit from it. Uh, in other words, it's not, it's not so advanced that a beginner person that's interested in is not going to gain something because we're starting with memories, dreams, reflections, the autobiography, and that is going to be valuable uh, in you know, then we're we're building on that with the rest of the program. So, I think anybody yeah. uh, that wants to build on begin or build on your experience you know, with benefit. I think that's great. I I'm aware that there's a lot of people whose first introductions to Jung have been reading uh, Memory Streams Reflections. Yeah. Um, and so it is, I think, a wonderful entree. On the other hand, it's also very interesting if you read some of Hume to be able to track his own personal development along with the tracking of his theories and that that's a whole new kind of additional piece. So I think it works really, really well. Yeah, I, I would say, I think that's something, you know, that I, I, I'm excited about and I think is unique. And I can't speak to the, you know, analyst training program. I'm, I'm not an analyst. I, I come through Jung in a different sort of, sort of way. Um, but um, having gone, you know, you know, through other training, um, it seems to be, you know, more concept oriented. And so that you're going through a different portal, right, to sort of understand Jung in theory and connect it to yourself. Um, so this, this connection through development and development of his life and, and grounding it, you know, in this memoir and, um, you know, periods of life and how that how theory kind of matched what he was going through. Um, I think is it's, you know, I'm excited about it. It's a unique kind of offering. It's, it's different and new 
kind of even thinking about, you know, the training experiences I've had, like, I haven't had this in a training experience. It was exciting to sit down together and create and think about, you know, how, how we could bring some, something new and something different that even if you've gone through, you know, different programs at the Institute, and again, I can't speak to the analyst training program, but um, this will still provide something exciting. And one thing I love about Jung is that I also feel like even if you've had the experience of going through Jung in a certain way, you can go through it again and it could be a completely different experience, even if you're taking the same approach. Um, the first time I went through the JSP JPP was different than the second time. Um, and I, if I did it again, <laughs> um, I know it would be different um, because you're, you're also different in that moment. And so whatever you're experiencing, you know, in yourself, in your life, whatever's happening in the outside world, I think is going to, to play a part in, in how you experience, you know, the learning process, how you experience this theory, how it comes into your body, um, you know, how your, your intuition might interplay with it or how your, you know, intellectual side might interplay with it. You know, you're not the same person, you know, at, at any point in time in life. And so how you connect is going to be different too. Mm-hmm. And, that I, and Jung has such depth. I think you could read the same thing over and over again and get, get a different thing every time. One of the things that I had to adjust to and so now I, I offer that to people that begin this, this journey and get frustrated because they're reading stuff that they don't get sometimes. And, you know, every once in a while you, you, you read a, a gem of a statement or a paragraph or an essay that uh, really hits home. Well, the, the further, the longer you're in this, the more of those gems seem to appear. And I tell people, be patient with yourself. If, if something doesn't make sense, let it go, because when you come back to it next time, you're, you're going to have a wider scope of consciousness that's going to be able to collect it and take it in and own it more. And so I, I'm, I find myself saying that a lot to people that are on this journey to discover themselves through young. You know, the one thing that I would say is that for the person who's interested in this program, who's done some studying uh, already, I think this offers a chance to use the original sources and see how the ideas develop over time. That I don't think that most other learning opportunities offer. If it's your first go round, I think it'll be great, but I think if it's your second or third, it also, because of this kind of starting from him as a young man, starting from his ideas when he was a young man, starting how, and how all of that influenced the Jungian world in general, and then moving into middle age and moving into old age, and how those ideas how we see those core of those ideas changing, developing, blossoming into something more rich, more complex over time. I, I think that that's, I'm certainly planning on learning a lot as I go through that process. So and we do, we do as, uh, as teachers, facilitators, we continue learning as well. Yeah, that's the remarkable part of individuation, huh? that you're leading this is still going to be part of your own individuation process. Uh, and 
we're, we're all on the journey together. Well, uh, I want to give you each an opportunity to, to say something uh, that you want to make sure gets uh, put on uh, and say, uh, because we need to look at uh, kind of ending. So what final comments would you like to make? I guess I, I would say that I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing how, how this ends up being, how it comes together, you know, what it's like, um, how the group ends up, you know, forming, coming together in a relational way, you know, online, you know, is, and seeing, seeing, you know, what we all take away from it and what people have to bring to it too. You know, I think it's an excellent point that, you know, we continue in our learning and individuation process, you know, even as facilitators, you know, even people coming into lecture, you know, it's in relationship. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to um, interacting um, with the material and with each other and kind of moving out, you know, of these sort of, you know, individual pods of isolation into community. Yeah, I, I think the thing that I am most excited about is the chance to both facilitate and be part of a passionate, sustained learning community. Yeah, having a forum for people to discover themselves, which is always my interest when I'm, when I'm teaching. Um, that when I get before a group, whether it's in front of people in person or online, the uh, opportunity to discover new newness uh, is very exciting for me. And I think this forum will offer that. Great. Well, thank you, Dan, uh, Adina, and Andrea. Appreciate the conversation, and uh, I'm eager to see how it all goes. Thank you, Arlo. Thank you. Thank you, Arlo. Bye-bye. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Share it all you like as long as you maintain the attribution to the speaker, but please do not change it or sell it. If you like this episode, tell your friends about us or leave us a review on iTunes. For more information about classes, training programs, videos, audio, this podcast, or to find a Jungian analyst near you, visit our website, www.jungchicago.org. Thank you to our 2019 supporter-level donors, Bill Alexi, Usha and Ashok Beatty, Circle Center Yoga, Arlo and Rena Kampan, Eric Cooper and Judith Cooper, Lorna Crowell, D. Scott Dayton, George J. Didier, The Cole Family Foundation, Ramakrishnan and Full Bloom Lotus, Suzanne G. Rosenthal, Deborah Stutzman, Deborah Tobin, Alexander Wayne and Lynn Kopp, and Gerald Weiner. If you would like to support this podcast, just go to youngchicago.org slash give.